Welcome to the Bookworm Collective. This episode, we will be discussing the September book of the month, The Readers of Broken Wheel Recommend. So we are now going to discuss The Readers of Broken Wheel Recommend by Katarina Bivald. If you haven't read this book yet and don't want any key plot points or surprises given away, then you should stop listening now. So just a little bit about this book. Um, it was written by Katarina Bivald, and it's a standalone book. And it's roughly about 400 pages, and is, the genre is contemporary fiction. All right, so now this is your last chance. If you haven't read this book and you don't want any key plot points given away to stop listening because now we are going to dive into the plot. So at the very beginning of the book, we are introduced to the main character, Sarah Linda Quist. I'm not sure if that's how that's pronounced. <laughs> Obviously did not listen to the audiobook. It is pronounced Sarah Lindvist. Okay, <laughs> so Sarah Lindvist, a Swedish woman traveling to Broken Wheel, Iowa to visit her pen pal, Amy Harris. Sarah arrives in Broken Wheel and finds the town strangely empty. So Sarah learns that Amy has passed away and the townspeople, all of the townspeople are mourning her. And despite this loss, the townspeople are very friendly and welcoming to Sarah. Sarah then goes to explore Amy's house and finds that it is filled with books, and she realizes that Amy's books are her most treasured possessions. Sarah then decides to take those books and open up a bookstore in the town in Amy's honor, and she cleans up an abandoned storefront and names it Broken Wheel Bookshop. So Sarah announces the opening of the Broken Wheel Bookshop, and then she starts recommending books to the townspeople, uh, eventually trying to match their personalities with their with books. So Sarah's books recommendations start to transform the town, where all of the townspeople are reading these books that she recommends, and and the experiences that they are having because they are reading these books have been changing their lives. As Sarah becomes more deeply integrated into the, the community, she learns even more about the residents and continues to help them through recommendations. But she finds out that not all of her recommendations are being borrowed. So she decides to create a library of unborrowed books to further honor Amy's memory. Through this and the recommendations, Sarah learns more about the secrets and hidden desires of the townspeople, and she continues her efforts to try to unite the entire community through books. So the news of Sarah's unconventional bookstore reaches the media, and tourists begin visiting Broken Wheel to see the bookstore and meet Sarah. And Sarah and the townspeople come together to keep Sarah and Broken Wheel. So Sarah's visa is about to expire, and she faces the possibility of returning to Sweden. The townspeople of Broken Wheel decide to take action to keep her in town. Sarah ends up getting married in Broken Wheel to Tom, and the townspeople grow even more fond of her. And now Sarah is allowed to stay in Broken Wheel, and she becomes a permanent resident. 
and she becomes a permanent resident. The townspeople continue to embrace her and the bookstore. Oh my goodness. The townspeople continue to embrace her and the bookstore, celebrating their newfound sense of community. All right, so that is like a brief overview, like a high level of the summary of this book. And it has a lot of stuff that comes up. I think when we were talking about the book, we're just like, man, there is a lot of things that happen. Um, so, you know, we did our best trying to keep it all, all straight, but also brief. So right off the bat, I just want to say that this is the second time I have read this book and... I honestly didn't like it as much as the first time. So um, there, there are a lot of subplots in this story, and I really, I really enjoy these subplots. But it gets exhausting bouncing from one thing to another, and you have to keep track of all of the people in the town and what's going on. Yeah, I would say that for me, that's kind of the biggest thing I struggled with the book is just the the plot really felt like a bunch of subplots mixed together like I felt the entire time I was reading the book that like there wasn't really a direction that I knew we were trying to head it was just kind of like at every moment like something else popped up you know like if we just like start with like at the beginning it's like okay the pen pals are gonna meet and then, like, as soon as she gets there, it's like, actually, your pen pal is dead. Um, and so then it's like, oh, okay, so now this is a whole different turn of events. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to open up a bookshop, you know. And then, you know, you get through a bunch of other stuff that happens. And it's like, oh, yes, um, I actually need a new visa. So it's just like there's a lot of these things that come out of nowhere. And so I felt like the plot was really a bunch of subplots very loosely tied together. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the things that I partially did enjoy about this book is because since there are so many different subplots, you get a lot of pieces from different types of books. But, like, my normal genre is science fiction and fantasy, and it it's completely different from that, and... The first time I read it and the second time I've read it, it's just been a nice break from my normal genre because of how different it is. Yeah, I would say that it is nice. Like for me, like it's definitely a big break from what I've been reading. Um, like I've been reading a lot more biographies and just like nonfiction stuff. So it's definitely way different than that. But um, I felt like with the subplots, like one of the things that I felt like was a detriment to the book with all those subplots is you didn't like dive a lot into these characters like we learned about a lot of characters in the town and learned a lot about the town itself but there were just like these people that I just felt like they could have been developed more if they were like their own like true short story or if it was written in like a short story format um but since we were like trying, like since the author is like trying to tie these things together, um, I felt like some of that was gone. But I just, I just found it really tiring jumping from all the different plots. I also think that because of that, it made the book feel like it was slow. Like for me, I just felt like it. It took forever to make it anywhere. Partly, probably because I didn't know where we were trying to go, um, but. It just felt like it It was slow. Yeah, this time I definitely 
had a harder time reading it because I read it over what I started it a month ago. I've had to renew it on Libby like three different times. (laughs) So um, it just felt really slow. And like the first time I read it, I read it in a week and that was, and that was probably why I enjoyed it more was because it just felt like everything was moving faster, but it just, well, I also think that those like those little things that pop up, if you knew they were coming, I think it would make it even feel even slower. Cause like, um, I, I just don't know if there was like a lot of stuff that would have been like, Oh, I could have seen it coming that like the pen pal was dead. Like the Amy was going to be dead. I like, I don't think there was anything that like foreshadowed that, you know? Yeah. And that, that was one of the things that I was kind of hoping to find in this second time that I've read it. I was looking for like some new details, like in the Harry Potter books, like each time you read through it, you might find a new detail that you're like, Oh, I forgot about that. Or, Oh, I just never, I never paid attention to this part of the books. So, um, I, I was really hoping for some additional details, but it was exactly how I remembered it. So in my opinion, this is just a good one and done book. Yeah, I would say for me, I just, uh, it's just not my type of book. Like I kind of knew that walking into it, but it's just not my type of book. And as I read it, it was like, okay, but I felt myself a lot of times like just drifting off into other thoughts as it went through, you know, and like we talked about in the last episode, that's kind of one of the downsides of audiobooks. It's easy to do that and then be like, holy cow, what did I just listen to? Um, and so to me, I just wasn't the, wasn't the thing for me. And I, I probably won't pick this book up again. And if for nothing else, I just cannot stand the title of this book. Like the, it's just way too long. <laughs> and it, it's just like really, really complicated. So, um, it, it's not really that complicated, but if you did not know what this book was about, the title is like super, super confusing. Um, so anyway, I gave, I gave the book a two worm rating. I gave the book a four worm rating and I will say that most of this rating is based off of the first time I read it, not the second time. Do not read it a second time. I think that one time is good. So if you liked this book, um, we've picked out a couple of books that we think that you may like. The first book that we want to talk about is A Man Called Ove by Frederick Backman. So... Frederick Backman is known for his heartwarming and quirky characters, and this novel is not an exception from that. It tells the story of Ove, a grumpy old man who finds his life transformed by unexpected friendships and connections. This book has also been made into a movie called A Man Called Otto, and it's a really good one. But I will be reading the book. It's on my list. Another one you might like is 84 Sharing Crossroad by Helena Hanf. It's a collection of real-life letters exchanged between the author, Helena, and the staff of a bookshop in London. It's charming and heartfelt correspondence centered around a love for books. And the last book we have picked out for you is The Storied Life of A.J. Fickery by Gabriel Zevin. This novel also revolves around a bookstore and its impact on a small town. It explores themes of love, loss, and the power of books to bring people together. 
So now that we have wrapped up our September book of the month, the readers of A Broken Wheel recommend, and I'll be happy to never say that again, it is time to find out what the book of October is. For October, we will be reading The Murder of Roger Ackroyd. The Murder of Roger Ackroyd by Agatha Christie is a classical mystery novel set in the English village of King's Abbot. It's told from the perspective of Dr. James Shepard and follows the investigation of the murder of Roger Ackroyd, who is a wealthy widower. Known for its groundbreaking narrative technique and a startling twisting end, the story showcases Hercule Perrault's meticulous detective work as he unravels a web of secrets and motives. This novel remains a masterpiece of the mystery genre, leaving readers both captivated and surprised by its intricate plot and clever storytelling. We will be discussing this book on October 18th. And that brings us to the end of this episode. You can find The Bookworm Collective on Instagram at the underscore bookworm collective and on Facebook at the bookworm collective. Feel free to message us what you're currently reading or your thoughts on September's book. Thanks for listening. Mm